Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Mike Presta. He's a district manager at the North Austin, Texas office for the Davy Tree Expert Company. Today we're talking all about drought-tolerant trees. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good, sir. How are you? All right. Tell me the last time you got a good rain. Uh, probably, it's taking me a minute to remember. It's been that long. I'd say March. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yep, it's been a minute. So tell me what that has meant for your job and for the trees in your area there. Um, so actually, right now we're starting to see some pretty significant impacts from the drought. Um, we had some other weather events that caused issues with trees in 2021 with a uh, week-long freeze. And coupled with that, now with the drought, um, I was actually on a, a site today where a red oak has just turned completely brown um, and is holding on to its leaves. And so that damage to the vascular system um, without the uh, water it needs has uh, probably just about caused mortality at this point. Wow. So when is your ideal planting season? So typically, uh, we'll start planting in February. Um, that that varies every year. So if, if we're getting enough rainfall um, and temperatures are not getting too hot for us, then uh, that could extend for six to eight weeks. Fall, in my opinion, here in Texas is ideal. Um, that's going to vary as well. So we may start uh, you know, mid to late October, or we may even start planting in November just depending on whether or not we're getting that rain we need and, and things have cooled down for us. Right. And under these circumstances, you know, with no rain since significant rain since March, you wouldn't want to start planting until you got some decent rain, right? Right. Yeah. So if even, you know, if we're irrigating the planted trees and that sort of thing, uh, the, the drought's going to be pretty, stressful for them. Any restrictions right now on watering and that sort of thing, or you can put water on the trees? Um, so there are some restrictions in certain areas. Um, you know, Austin's going to have some restrictions. Uh, some HOAs even have re restrictions, that sort of thing. So uh, we're still, you know, able to water some, and it's kind of picking and choosing what, what you want to water and when you can get away with it. So if you're looking at a landscape, Tell me a little bit about what uh, you would be looking at to pick and choose to water. Um, so right now, um, I was actually talking to a client today, and we were joking about watering the grass because at this point, it's not even really worth it. Uh, so I, I typically focus on uh, smaller, newly planted trees, shrubs, um, and then kind of balancing uh, you know, what's going to be the most tolerant to the drought and what really needs it when. You know, whenever there's a drought, that's a really depressing thing for anybody who loves plants. How are you dealing with it and how are your customers dealing with it? Um, so 
really kind of like I said, dialing into, you know, what, what really needs what and when, um, it is kind of a shame because we are losing some things here and there. This has been a, a pretty rough drought year for us. Um, and it seems it, it may continue to be like that for, uh, you know, it could be another month or so before we get anything significant in terms of rainfall. So let's say, okay, the weather breaks as it normally does. You start to get some rain, but you're going to recommend something that's going to be drought tolerant to plant because of the, the way things have been, especially down where you're at. What's the first thing on your list? Um, so generally, I'm going to recommend a, you know a variety of native trees. Um, so live oak is going to be you know very adapted to drought here. Um, cedar elms are pretty good drought tolerant trees. They're struggling a little bit at this point though. Uh, post oak, yeah. So the Monterey oak is also a, a favorite for me because of its drought tolerance. Well, do me a favor, go over those trees because I don't know a lot about them. We don't, we don't grow. I don't think we can grow them up here. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm over, you know, in the mid Atlantic states, Pittsburgh. So, tell me a little bit about those trees and of those, which one do you really love more than any other? I know we know we always talk right tree, right place, but there's got to mm-hmm. be one there that like, hey, this one covers a lot of bases. So uh, my probably my go to would be the live oak. Um, that's kind of a central Texas classic. It's really well adapted for uh, the climate that we have here. And, you know, it's Texas, so we get some droughts periodically. Uh, next would probably be the bur oak. Uh, that that one's just a personal favorite, not necessarily because of its drought tolerance, but I just really like the look and the color of this tree in particular. Obviously, we don't want too many uh, live oaks in a neighborhood because then we, you know, potentially are creating a monoculture. Um, So kind of mixing it up and uh, having a variety is pretty important as well. In general, how are the oaks doing through the drought? And, and, you know, we're kind of seeing a a decline in oaks in the mid-Atlantic states. Are you seeing that there? Um, so currently, for the most part, oaks are doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I'd mentioned um, the red oak that I've looked at today. Um, and then driving around town the past few weeks, I'm starting to see problems with uh, red oaks and getting pretty wilty or discolored. Um, and so it, it's really kind of a mixed bag. Uh, the damage from the freeze that we had... Uh, in 2021, it was pretty significant. And now that we've got another factor uh, at play as well, that's, that's, you know, detrimental to tree health, um, we're starting to see decline in certain species versus others. In a big red oak, could you put enough water on it to, to get it through this? I mean, when I think of a big oak, how big does a red oak get down there? Um, so you, you can get some pretty large ones, uh, you know, upwards of, uh, 24 inch diameter, um, uh, depending on what parts of Texas, you know, Dallas red oaks can be very large here in central Texas. Uh, you know, a 40 foot red oak is not uncommon. Uh, you could potentially water that tree enough, um, that you could get it through that. Uh, but it, it would have a relatively high water demand at that point. 
And of course, for anything that was newly planted last season, you know, a small tree, that one, that's going to have to have water, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you know, obviously transplanting uh, is stressful to the tree as well. So uh, the, the benefit to newly planted trees is your water demand is going to be much less. But uh, essential, right? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, so anything else on your list when you're thinking drought tolerant trees or what we should be looking for if we're concerned about uh, you know, there's drought in the West and where you're at and other states too is becoming a serious concern. Yeah. And so you had touched on, uh, you know, the right tree in the right place. Uh, I, you know, get uh, the opportunity to see trees all over town uh, and enjoy, you know, getting to visit different sites all day. Um, so I get to see a lot of different things. Um, Planting native trees is going to be really important because they are going to be tempered to the climate that you're planting them in. And then, uh, you know, obviously, if you've got, a, say, like a bald cypress or a cottonwood or sycamore, you you want to be careful about planting that in, you know, an upland site or somewhere where water isn't going to be very plentiful because, those trees are going to be the first to start struggling uh, in in the situation uh, of a drought. You know, we talk a lot about mulch here, too. Is that part of what you're doing down there? Yeah, and so uh, definitely with newly planted trees, that's going to help out a lot in terms of retaining that water that you're putting on your tree. Uh, you know, picking the right amount of mulch is going to be important, too, because that can uh, affect the water getting down through the mulch into the, the soil. Um, but definitely a, a consideration to be making when, when picking uh, where to put a new tree. What are the other natives for down there that you're, that you think about planting that are drought resistant? It's actually pretty uh, tough drought tolerance wise here. Um, so those four trees that I had mentioned, that's usually all I really recommend. Wow. If, if I've got, uh, you know, especially up in the hill country, you know, if we're in the black line prairie, then we've got deep enough soils there. Then it's not too tough to get other things going. But if I'm in like the hill country and I've got, you know, real shallow soil profiles and that sort of thing, those are my go to's because the other trees are just going to struggle. And do people listen to you? Are there people like me that move there and say, oh, I want something with flowers and I want this and I want <laughs> that. And you're saying you're in Texas now, buddy. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's pretty ch- tricky in that regard. Most most people uh, understand that. But, you know, occasionally uh, they're going to go with something else regardless of what I have to say. <laughs> Can the shape of the tree make a difference as far as its drought tolerance? Um, I don't really see that. I would, I typically drought tolerance here wise, uh, you know, obviously you're not going to want to put pecan trees in certain sites, uh, because they're going to have a high water demand and then the tree's just not going to grow, um, to its you know, potential because it's going to be limited. You know, the live oaks that are native here, uh, we have some on our, our shop property and they're probably 50 years old, maybe older, but they're only about 20 feet tall. 
Uh, they've got, you know, pretty large trunks, but they, they just don't turn into very large trees. Um, so certain species and, and picking the right place for them uh, definitely makes a difference. Do you get the same kind of relief that we do as homeowners when it does start finally raining? Yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, it's it's tough to uh, go visit a client's property and uh, their trees are having a really hard time, uh, especially with something like drought where it it's hard, uh, well, impossible for us to control. Um, and we're kind of left trying to limit the uh, the damage, the, the heat and uh, lack of rain is causing. So tell me a little bit about how you got into this, why this job's right for you. I don't hear a, a Texas accent. Am I missing something? Oh, well, I was actually born in California, but I pretty much raised in Texas. Uh, my mom's English, so that might have part uh, to do with that. Um, I actually, I, I've got a degree in forestry wildlife management uh, and studied out in East Texas uh, for that, uh, but needed a job in college and my buddy with an urban forestry degree, uh, got me on with local tree service. And I, I did that for, uh, most of my college career. And when I graduated, I'd just fallen in love with it, uh, gained a lot of experience and knowledge there and, and just kept going with it. Tell me a little bit about your job. What is the, what's the best part of what you do? Oh, really just, growing and learning with all of uh, my employees. Uh, we've got a great group of guys here and gals and uh, getting to share what I know about trees. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't really know much about trees. Might surprise you to hear that, but uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can teach people and, and show them. It's, and it's just interesting. And tell me a little bit about your interaction with your clients. Um, so our clients are great. We, you know, serve a really diverse group of people, whether it's commercial clients, construction clients, uh, and then of course our residential clients. Um, so we have a variety of different needs that, uh, we need to get taken care of for them and, uh, being able to, you know, provide different services at the right times of the year is, is great. Well, we're all hoping you get some rain down there because uh, we know what it's like not to get rain. How, like I said, depressing it can be for anybody who loves plants. And I sure appreciate all this great information. And I'm sure we'll talk again. Thanks again for your time. Yes, sir. Looks like maybe a thunderstorm in the forecast next week. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, we're crossing them up here, too. <laughs> Thanks again. Thanks, Doug. Well, rain makes all the difference in the way a season ends up, that's for sure. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we've got a very special show talking about transplanting trees. That can be a scary thing for homeowners. I can't wait for you to hear the great information about moving your favorite tree. And do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode and as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>